let the water break. Hi, welcome to the It's All About Relationships podcast. I'm your host, Justin Bird. This podcast is for people interested in making sustainable, qualitative relationships their objective. I want world peace, and I build world peace one world at a time, beginning with the relationship with self and extending outward to marriage and family, friends, community, and world. So if that's an objective you want to take up, come along. You gonna give us a few lines? I pray for your healing, that circumstances will change. I pray for a miracle of life in Jesus' name. It's a nice little ditty, you know? Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Paige. So Paige is an excellent <clears throat> singer, and she's a friend of mine, and I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. You are a contributor. Correct. All around the world. I have a lot to say. That's just what you are. You're a contributor. And uh, this is a topic that, quite frankly, needs a woman because it's a topic about masculine and feminine dynamics. So I'm masculine and you're feminine. Let's make this dynamic. Indubitably. (laughs) (laughs) So really, really what I wanted to do was uh, talk about a certain aspect of masculine and feminine dynamic, a certain line triggered my mind and it just started going off and I was lost in like fascination land. And I'm interested to hear what pops up in your mind. Okay. So the line is from Byron Katie. We love her. Who we've both been listening to a lot lately. Yes. Um, Byron Katie is this sage, adorably cute, old grandma with white hair who is ending suffering. Everything warm that you would ever want about a person. She's warmth and wisdom. And she's literally ending suffering on the planet for those who do her work, which is called the work. So she, uh, to understand her work better, you could read her book, which is called Loving What Is. And in it, she says, your body is the loving reflection of your mind. And my mind just went off from there on that word reflection because uh, an image came into my mind of a mountain with a lake at the bottom and the lake has totally still waters. And so if you frame the photo in such a way, you actually can't tell which is the mountain and which is the lake because the reflection is so precise that you could just rotate at 180 degrees and if you cut off any other like visual indicators of land or water or differentiators, you wouldn't even know which is which. And that's sort of the power of a really accurate reflection. And then today, just today, I was listening to another one of her books, uh, A Thousand Names for Joy. She basically said the same thing. She goes, the world is the mirror image of your mind. So we have these two ideas that your body is the loving reflection of your mind and then the world is the mirror image of your mind. But really, if you think about it, our bodies are part of the world. Yeah, absolutely. The world includes everything outside of our eyeballs. Like what everything that we take in with our eyeballs, we think of as the world because it's out there, it's other. 
what could be and what is both. And it includes the planet, it includes nature, it includes the mountains, Indeed. and it includes bodies. Yes. But what came to my mind is this masculine-feminine dynamic that I'm seeing everywhere, which is this A, B, B, A, universal pattern in all relationships. And so I was thinking, okay, this relationship between the mind and the body, if the body's the reflection, that makes it feminine, which makes the mind masculine. Because a property of femininity is to reflect. And I have a couple of reasons why I think that, and then I want to hear what you think about that. But okay. I, I remember saying to a, a girl friend, a friend who's a girl at once saying, you know, in my opinion, I kind of just, what? <laughs> why are you smirking? The distinction. She might have been a girlfriend. She was I, just a friend. I did date her, but I can't remember at this time when I asked a question. <laughs> Listeners, she was just a friend. I said, you know, it, it kind of seems like that a woman is like pretty much how a man treats a woman. She pretty much just reflects that. And her head was like bobbing, like emphatically. I, I do agree. You agree as well. Okay. That's true. Um, and I think when that, um, I think when that goes poorly is, is when that starts to shatter. But I do agree. I think that the ability to reflect or to absorb what is and give back, uh, even even translating, because it's not so much reflecting as it has the potential to translate. Yes, it reflects it, but water has the ability to absorb, right? This this lake that you're talking about, you can throw as many rocks in there as you want, right? So, it loses its reflective ability if you got too many rocks I agree. ripples, but... No, I agree, but it, it's intensely accurate for many females that absorb that and give back the good, sometimes exponentially. Just the good? It, the bad Come too, on. obviously. But I think that the ability to multiply it before it's reflected back is a very feminine good and bad like with babies like they have triplets what do you mean okay so if a woman gives you food she gives you a meal if you give her a house she gives you a home if you give her sperm she gives you a baby right so all of this stuff yes it's reflective but it has the capability and multiplied correct i dig so but I do think that that intuitive nature to reflect back or absorb that and create it going back. Why else? Thank you. Perfect. Why else might woman be like water? Because I, if we can establish a little bit of connection between women and water, then this uh, property of reflection might be more palatable or easy to understand because everyone knows water is reflective. Um, but I would say too, but it's also necessary for life. It's quenching and it's not just water. It's mirrors. It's glass. There's other things that are reflective, but first let's just talk about how women are like water. Okay. So what comes to my mind is like, you can't dig a hole in water and you can't win an argument with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was wondering if you were going to use that line. <laughs> it's a little bit true, though. <laughs> In my experience. It's because you're trying to win. Now, I, I look forward to a day. God, With God's help, the Red Sea was parted, and the earth will be cleansed and wrapped as a scroll. And maybe that will include man, one man winning an art, one argument. It's not about winning. <laughs> I just like, why is it about winning? And why does it have to be? Case in, <laughs> case in point. So perfectly played, Paige. I think it's because I don't put the validity and I don't feel the same way about the end result. So I might, to me, I don't understand. I might be kidding. <laughs> Although, I will say... <laughs> so funny. I, I do remember... I do remember arguing with my ex and and feeling like like whack-a-mole like okay like she brings up a point and then my logic kicks in and I'm trying to like address the point and by the time I finish my sequence of logic she's over here and I'm like just one thing at a time and it was this very watery feeling like I can't ever just scoop it up we're so elusive get a hold (laughs) Is that true it's at funny. all? It is. I would say dysregulation comes into that as a part of our programming because we're so emotional. Sometimes we just can't help it, to be fair. Honestly, it just happens. But I think it's fueled by the, the dichotomy of love versus respect in that scenario. Men seek to be respected. That I, To me, that's their primary goal of feeling from someone else is to feel respected men i agree are in that category to me women need to feel loved they need that warmth they need said reflection back to them because they understand their own capability to reflect but tell me about when it goes poorly it's like they just what does whack-a-mole have to do with feeling loved well, that, disinter- that that creates that situation, at least for me personally and other women that I've so, known. So when the mole is moving all around and being dodgy, it's basically saying, love me, love me. Yes. Show me the details. <laughs> yes. I mean, obviously, that's, that's how exactly I should, what they would say. That's how I should interpret but that. But that's exactly right. And the man is like, no, I do love you. I need you to respect what I do for you already. There are so many hammers. Look at all of them. <laughs> I could build us a home with these hammers, babe. But you gotta let me whack this problem on the head with my solution. Yes. So they're both coming at it in love and not seeing it as love. Misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. I remember one idea that came to me many years after the marriage had ended mm-hmm. that brought me to some sort of peace about women generally is that this um this move this this fluidity mm-hmm. i called it dodginess earlier but it could also be fluidity like waves that's a much more <laughs> ne- neutral you're not bitter <laughs> oh, oh you see through me not on camera page please but but okay. one thing no i'm kidding i'm kidding i i can take it but but f- the fluidity of woman was 
that their brains are more connected, right? There's some brain science that shows that the two halves of the brains in males are less connected. That's partly why we see things more linearly, but the two hemispheres of the brain Mm -hmm. in females are more connected. What I perceive as a man in a woman's behavior that's very much like water, that's very fluid, um, going back and forth, like she's here one minute and suddenly she's over here, and it's like, man, how can she move so fast? It's because in her mind, this point over here and this point over here are connected. And so she's actually trying to resolve just one thing because to her it is one thing. And to the guy, he's like, why are you bringing up 17 different topics? Yep. You're just fake. Like, you're not really wanting a solution here. Yeah, spicy brunette front row. Thank you. I don't have my name tag on, but I appreciate your remembering. So um, they're remembering the feeling from those memories. Ah. So it's the same feeling that connects them all, right? Like you the said. Fe- and it's the feeling that in the present moment they're wanting addressed. Correct. We, we attach feelings and emotions to memories. That's why we can recall that crap so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's because that's how we are built. That's how we remember it. Is that feeling, oh, and this all attaches to this. We're also really great storytellers. Maybe not so much in the healthiest way. But that that's... That's what happens. Our body remembers. Our brain remembers. And like you talked about, you you were stating how that brain in the masculine body is so linear. One place to the other. And you're like, Paige, that's just how they work. Yeah, like in sequence. Like you start here at point A and you go in a straight line to point B. And any sort of wavy action throws us off. Very task-oriented. Yeah. So like you, you look at that that golden spiral that's like that spiral and it's like and and the boxes get bigger Mm -hmm. the boxes are like the masculine like i will go beep beep like we can move northwest south and east and the woman's just like ooh, the sexy curve and we're like scrambling to like encompass the whole top and issue that she's presenting because we're just like (laughs) we just move in these linear ways and um it's hard to to interact with that behavior, as a man, it's hard to interact with that fluidity and not villainize it and not be like, oh, she's be trying to be treacherous or she's trying to be deceitful by relating this thing over here to this thing over here, which in my mind, I'm sure they're not related, therefore deceit. But no, something, it does connect them in her mind. It does. and Therefore, I, I'm not <clears throat> seeing what she's correct. wanting me to see. Right. So I do agree that that's where the water part comes in, but also think about how our bodies move, our menstrual cycles. Like, we're always flowing, whether it's, I mean, even the, the four weeks, each cycle, we are a different person every week, depending on our hormones and our cycle. Hmm. It's constantly moving. That's how it's I could- ever forward. That's how I could get my fantasy of polygamy fulfilled. <laughs> I marry one, I get four, so four for one. Oh my God. Discount deal. I've got, I've got the devil <laughs> in the red thread. I've got the angel the week after. It's the whiny child. There's one in there somewhere. <laughs> another thing about the waves. Oh my gosh. Another thing about the waves. If you. So we talk about linear, lineality of mind for the masculine, the male brain, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at the man's body. Exactly. Vertically linear. Turn him sideways. Profile. Linear. 
Look at the female body. Looking at her straight on. Way. Curves, waves. Turn her sideways. Still curves. Curves. Water is waves. Mm -hmm. Air is waves. The only thing in all of creation that isn't waves is the firmament that divides the waters above from the waters below. Mm -hmm. And that is a masculine role to divide. And, well, why do I say that? I say that because if all things can be wrapped up or circumscribed into one great hole in this image of a circle. Yeah. And that includes men and men function linearly as a straight line. How can they do anything but divide that hole? It's true. So, and I, and then my mind goes to the fall of mankind and the gathering uh, it goes to the scattering of Israel, the division that occurs in a scattering. Like a, a scattering is this divided and then... Well, it's the, necessary. And then the two are it's divided part, into four, are divided into eight. So there's this divisiveness. But it's yeah. but but what brought that to pass? It was this sort of masculine God of the Old Testament. But then what encompasses it? You know, mercy swalloweth justice. The mm -hmm. justice is... Linear justice is this like sword. Like we talked about, justice is masculine, mercy is feminine. Yeah. yeah. Justice is the sword. Justice is executed. Justice is this, is this linear thing, but mercy like takes the one end of the justice and the other end of the justice and swallows it up. It's true. I wish we had a whiteboard. Oh. I, I just love these ideas. They're more delicious than my wassail punch with Pellegrino. <laughs> you're so fancy. You should put your pinky up, though, when you're drinking it. Just in your cardigan, completing the look. Uh, something I wanted to add. Scooch over by the fireplace. Just kidding. I'm actually going to turn the air down real quick. So, it's getting cold in here. Well, the, the beauty of the water and the beauty of the mountain would not be complete without each other. You'd be like, oh, that's a really great mountain. But like, wow, look at the way the water reflects that mountain. That is so cool. Same with the water. It would be like, oh, that's nice. Can, can, can life, can creatures, forms, the animal kingdom, plants, vegetation, can any of it live on a planet with just land? No. Can any of it live on a planet with just water? Yeah, but it would look like Kevin Costner's Water World. <laughs> it would be freaking yes. mayhem. Yeah, it would. <laughs> be weird sea creatures with one eyes. But but one you're eye. right. Neither is the man without the woman, nor the woman without the man. Neither is the planet without the land, nor the planet without the water. Mm -hmm. And the planet is the combination of both. And this is marriage. Agreed. And, and I think that this is why Christ says there's no divorce in like the higher celestial laws because it's just not f functionable. Like it's, it's, it's not any more possible in the, to the mind that sees all things as one to rationally create a separation, which is what a divorce is, mm -hmm. than it is to separate the planet and be like, okay, Kids, you're gonna go live on Water World for one day, and then you're gonna go live on Land World. You're gonna be tree people for another day. Yeah, and we'll meet in outer space. Yeah, at the space station. 
for swap day. That I created. Um, the, the addition to that, though, is the world is, ma- is creating masculine women and devaluing masculinity in men. Right now. That's how I feel. At I, least that's, I mean. I see it. That it's everywhere, right? Or it's just like, you can be whatever you want right in the middle. There's, there's no, there's nothing. I am the space station. There's just. <laughs> and, and my so pronouns <laughs> are. Just call me Z. <laughs> that's, maybe that's what Zer and Zem is, is the space station. Zer and Zem? <laughs> I think that's actually on the list, but Kay. we digress. But that's part of it. Yeah, so I, I really like that point that the land and the water cooperate to sustain life. And neither life cannot be sustained without them both. Right? You can't yes. divide them and and that's the bad it's bad for the kids. Well, right? I mean <laughs> that's true. Think of the children. Um, so we're talking about land and water, right? That's that's all physical. Because I think the focus of your work is energetic. And, right? And all physical things are still also energetic. No, that's yes, true. Yes. But I mean, in, in these in these examples, these are all physical in nature, mm-hmm. right? And so we're connecting the dichotomies of the spiritual and the mental and the emotional. Yes, and this, all take, of that this will take us back to our launching point, which is the, the body, physical, is the reflection of the mind, non-physical. Right? This is a realm. There's a spiritual realm. There's a material realm. Yeah. The spiritual realm is masculine. The material realm is feminine. And they're interdependent. And they are just as inseparable as water and land on the planet. And you can't have one without the other. And the way they interact is predictable, which is why we want to look at it and understand it, even though we're tuning in to get help with our marriage or our parenting or whatever. Because because when you're a spouse and when you're a parent and you're dealing with a specific situation, like, um, you know, a 10-year-old acting like a two-year-old or, you know, how frustrated you get making lunches in the morning or whatever the topic is, the energy interplays at play on the planet and between God and earth are still in operation in your morning when you're making the lunches. It's true. These patterns aren't elsewhere. They're within us and they're in operation. So before we fully like circle back to the initial quote by Byron Katie, I want to just say one more thing about the land and the water, which is that um, I like to think of I love those images of like the huge rock or the cliff and the wave is just coming up like, bam! Yeah. Like, what a (laughs) nagging wife. (laughs) Glad you could handle that. You're not bitter. No, no, not an ounce. Not at all. Totally Um, cleansed from all that pain. Mm -hmm. I'm sanitizing. But. But that's what I see (laughs) when I see the photo. I'm like. Uh, Dang, I'm glad I don't live with that wave. Yeah, it's true. And and then also... But ho- I see... I, I, additionally, alternatively, I see that as a cry for help. I'm so desperate... The, the, from the rock? To get... No! <laughs> the rock is like... From the water! Well, if it's been I'm se- sick of being in this ocean se- by myself. If it's been separated from the, the land, he's like, buddies, where's my wingman? Come on! I'm all alone! That's the married man. 
isolated no. from a group of bachelors. Okay, so now it's an island? Because you said it was a cliff. <laughs> I am a rock. I am an island under attack by my woman. <laughs> yeah, totally how I remembered it too. But here's another thing that is an aspect of femininity in the water and masculinity in the land, which is that think of just a more calm, but like a lapping shore. It just incessantly just... Again, is this in the negative or in the positive? It's neutral. (laughs) Sure. Until you decide that for yourself. Okay. I don't believe you. (laughs) Continue. Sorry. (laughs) Well, let me see if I can get out of this one. Uh, uh, Well, the ocean's neutral, and the way it interacts on the shore with the land is neutral. Can you give me that much at least? Yeah. It does lap incessantly, and over time, it does erode the shore. Correct. Like, yeah. Or or like a rock in a stream. The stream's coming, and you and you look at it, and you're like, man, that rock is just going to be there forever. Well, it won't. It will not. You fast forward. You give it enough time. And this is this comes down to in my thinking to sort of the power of women. In our world, which some say is a man's world because we're this is physically a man's world. you know, we got the bi- bigger biceps, we got the stronger frames, we can physically coerce Sit our taller will. taller at the table. <laughs> you guys weren't there for that one, but they don't know I'm on cushions. <laughs> they do now. I didn't say that. Uh, you offered it. You are so <laughs> fluid. I can't even see you sneaking up on me like that. Oh. Multitasking like a ninja. <laughs> For the record, I am taller than <laughs> yes, Paige. Yes, you are. But my legs apparently must take up most of that height because from torso up you look taller than me so i sat on cushions i told him his masculinity was safe. have you thrown me off i was making a great point it was going to be like the best point did of you the video. bring me here did you rub my lamp you <laughs> 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 I apologize. This no. is why I wanted to bring my notebook because no. I knew that we would <laughs> ping pong. Your perfection. Bit. You don't need to apologize. Okay. If Continue. it needs to be said, Thank it'll you. come back up. Water, land, rock, erosion. Erosion. Lapping. Neutral. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> coach. Uh, also, we don't see what the erosion has already done to the to the rocks, too. You're talking about in future, right? But yeah. You're looking at that, sh- you're looking at that strong mountain. With, with the with the ocean coming up on it, and you're like, wow, he's so strong. He's a tenth of the size he once was. <laughs> but the persistence. So it's a man's world because we can physically coerce our way. There's never been a group of women who, like, took over political power by, like, some forcible coup. Like, they grabbed their swords, and they're, like, storming the castle. That's never happened. But, but with patience... And cunning. And with love, incessant, <laughs> repetitive petitions and pleas and, and not nagging, but some other positive word for nagging. Well, and that that's the dysregulated version of the multiplying. I see that as a cry for help. That's been my experience. 
I'm not trying to I'm nag. Gonna, I'm going to be more. I'm like, see me. Look at me. Okay. Love me, right? So the, Love the nagging. Love me by giving me of your substance, Mountain. Give me your pebbles. Make me taller. Give, give me some cushions. Give me your money, man. <laughs> give me your seed. Give me your resources and I of the do, planet of which you are in sole possession. I think 100% that females can be cunning and vicious and patient. I'm going to be more benevolent to females than you. By uh, the way I see it is the, the lapping of the ocean is, is a request. Now, you've said it yourself. It's like, love me. But th that's another way of saying that is it's a request for him to love her. But how? What does that look like? What would he, what could he do so that she would then feel that love or, or be on a receiving end? And that's her responsibility to communicate. Yes, but, but I, don't, I don't think the need is negative. I don't, I don't um, bemoan her having needs. I don't wish she was a creature without need. Although that's commonly said in the world, like, man, my girlfriend's so great. Like she's not needy or clingy. And we can launch into different types of needs and uh, some other time, but at the root, like what a need is by definition, the core definition of need, it's not bad. And, and I don't think they're to be done away with. I think they're to be met. And I think that incessant rep repetition of requests to have needs met is not only part of nature in the same way I eat meals every day. You know what I mean? I sleep every day. These are needs that recur. Mm -hmm. So needs are feminine in the sense that they're cyclical. They're also, um, they're feminine in a lot of ways, but, but I see the ocean relationship with the land as one of just cyclical need and the land is happy to meet those needs because he knows he can't sustain life without her and well doggone it he just likes mrs ocean she seems pretty sweet she's been around a long time <laughs> yeah. she some, has a lot, she some, has a lot to give so and sometimes <laughs> she's a lot to handle like in the case of the flood yeah i mean he felt a little overwhelmed on that day, those 40 yeah. days or whatever. He's like, okay, this is apparently a big need of yours because it's taken all of me. I'll just float for a little while. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> I not, hope I'll be okay in the end. You're not getting my dove, though. <laughs> my dove can circle the, the yeah. waters for days. Go. Yeah, SOS. <clears throat> no, I agree. But... I think that water can be powerful and majestic and lethal while also giving life. Granted. You know what else it can be? Linear and sharp. Uh, I, I've made a couple of pieces of art with a, a water jet cutter. They, they have these machines wow. that take water and funnel it into a very focused... That makes sense. And it cuts metal. Wow. It like, yeah, like this tree of life in my living room, it's like, it cuts metal. And I'm like, that's such a masculine trait. And yet, water's feminine. So... Well, it's not like... It's not okay, like I can always going to be so separate. They're not. Like, ever. there's qualities that have to be included. They're not ever separate. 
Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like So in I love Doctrine and Covenants twenty nine, God's talking about creation. And he's saying that in all things that I create, the first is last and the last is first. You've got this A B B A mm-hmm. or one two two one pattern. Okay? Where the first part of the first half is the last part of the second half. And the second half of second part of the first half is the first part of the second half. Which is a circle with a line through it. Which is like similar to a, he- a double helix. Or a helix. I, I didn't get that far in it, no. how how you described that, this with a line through it, that's what that looks like to me. Yeah. This. And and if you rotate it. Exactly. It's right? a circle. Yeah, yeah. And and the wave. It's that's a one wave. A hundred percent. Okay. So there's this idea that But I think of like the helix of our DNA, a line through it. Not accidental. Why are you jazzing me up like this? It's just like turned on the NOS. Here we go. I'm not gonna make any sense to the rest of the podcast. I'm gonna just be full gibberish. Slow me down. Slow down my brain. <clears throat> Jesus, take the wheel. There's this one, th- there's this idea that these two things, these masculine and feminine things, are really just one thing. And in, in the creation, so God says, the first of my work, which is temporal, is the first. He- no. He, it goes first spiritual, then temporal. That's the first half of my work. Then temporal, and then spiritual, which is the second half of my work. So you've got these two halves that are broken up into two parts. Spiritual is the first part of the first half and the last part of the last half. So it's basically the top half of the circle is spiritual. But if you're going around the circle in quarters, one, two, just like we just three, talked about. four. Yeah. But, but then he says, but to me, all things are spiritual. So he's talking about these halves, spiritual and temporal. These two things, masculine, feminine, land, water, male, female. But to me, it's all spiritual. And if you think about this image of a circle with the line through it, and the circle is female for the exact reasons you just explained. If you take the circle and you snip it and you pull it into a wave, which is the profile of a woman's figure, Bada bing, bada boom. Just saying. <laughs> and then, and then you put it back into the circle. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> Paige, everyone wants you here. Okay. And then you put it back into a circle and you penetrate it with a straight line, which is masculine. It connects all of the points. My point is the masculine aspects of the whole are swallowed up in the whole. So if the masculinity is the temporal or the mountain, soon, just hold that for one second, almost (laughs) done. If the masculine is the temporal and the feminine is the spiritual, then in, in, in in God's eyes, it's all feminine. And that brings me back to the topic of the water jet cutter Mm-hmm. which can be as linear as a laser cutter or any other saw or blade or sword that we typically equate with masculinity because its function is to divide. 
So you've got water, which is wavy, but it is also can be, it can serve the function of the masculine. And so there is a way to see that in the same way you could look at all the material realm as spirit, if you see the little spinning tornadoes holding the molecules and the organs and the bodies together, you can also look at masculinity as encompassed within femininity, even to the point of not being there. Some people would say there's actually no such thing as like material form or matter, because if you zoom in close enough, you're just going to see these little spinning vortexes mm -hmm. of, of waves. And so in a similar way, masculinity as a whole thing, quote unquote, could be subsumed within the entirety of femininity. Mm -hmm. Which was hard to hear when it first came through my mind as a thought, because I'm male. And I'm like, so what does that mean for me, particularly in the context of today's culture, where, you know, I see more and more uh, street interviews on YouTube of men coming up and asking random women, so tell us, what are women good for? And then they list all these things and they're like, can you, like, what are men good for? And they're just like. And it means so much more to you and, and no one else will ever feel the same meaning that you have from learning this. Nobody knows how I feel. Nobody knows how I feel. Well, we're back. My battery died. <laughs> I was in the middle of the best thought I've ever had. And uh, okay. <laughs> it's not how I feel about every thought. Queen. It's not how I feel about every thought I've had, Paige. I did, don't accuse me of that. That wasn't a Freudian <laughs> confession. <clears throat> but this idea that masculinity as a thing, quote unquote, can be subsumed in its entirety to the point of not even being a thing by femininity in the context of, if, if I, as a male, if I were to identify as masculinity, that would be problematic. And before, before I was, before I understood enough about masculine and feminine dynamics, I kind of did. I couldn't have told. How so? What does that mean? I don't even think a lot of people, like if you said, what's the difference between being male and being masculine? I don't think they would have an answer for you. In my mind, it, there's a very, very clear distinction, but I had to arrive at that distinction because the idea of masculinity being done away with hurt. Because as a male, it's I was terrifying. like, oh, I don't want to go away and be unimportant. And well, it's because you attached your identity to it. So these YouTube videos, you know, this guy asks yes. a woman. What, what are men what? good for? Yeah, and, and, and they're just like, oh. they just sit there like, oh, I can't think of anything. And, and what hurts worse is I think they're sincere. <laughs> Genuinely confused. Yeah, there's, they were not ready. As, they're, the as they're standing in the world built by men, they're like, I just don't, I don't see anything. Yeah. All those blue collar jobs that not are like the buildings, not the roads. Of... Yeah, beats me. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> um, but but masculinity is an energy direction that interacts with another energy direction, and as every human is capable of both and does both, 
So any sort of outward flowing energy in, in relationship is going to be masculine. Any inward flowing energy is going to be feminine. So giving is masculine, receiving is feminine. And of course, males and females both give and receive. But I define the terms masculine to be like the male role in reproduction. And feminine to be like the female role in reproduction. So any interplay between any two points in any relationship that behave according to the same pattern of the male body in reproduction is masculine. And any player in any relationship anywhere that behaves in a manner like the female body does in the act of reproduction, I would call feminine. But outside of reproduction, those roles are interchangeable between males and females. So masculinity is a thing and being male is a thing. And at reproduction, they align and become Same. one thing, but outside they're different. And this pertains to dogma about God being male and masculine and the world being female and feminine and why. And be because I see the dynamic between heaven and earth, between God and the world, I see the dynamic, I see how they interact, and the likeness to that typifying act of sex, I go, oh, that's why I'm the bride, even though I have the spirit. <laughs> and oh, that's why my, the God I worship is all masculine, because of the way, the pattern of interacting with the world, the dynamic is, is, is similar. It's, it's, it's typified for us in reproduction. Reproduction is not just some salacious, sexy thing. It's also how our species creates for itself eternal life on the planet. It's literally the mechanism of sustaining, so yeah. eternalizing the life of the species. It's, 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 it's fitting that it be highly packed with symbolism of relationship everywhere and and how to create eternal life with a relationship with God even. Well, and we that physical act of of symbolism it's it shattered when all of that other stuff, all the waves, all of the whatever, emotional, mental, spiritual are all disconnected. Right, we're talking about this, this, right, with the line in between. The helix, yeah. The helix. <clears throat> so, that connecting us with God, that connecting us to each other. When some of those break, like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Like, well, bless your, I would hope that... Bless, bless your heart, Paige, <laughs> because they can't be broken. And this is, the, this is the benefit of coming to connect with God in a way that one sees things as they really are. When one connects with God and understands that one never was or could be disconnected from God. See, I'm talking about with each other because I agree with that. And then one sees God in all other people and in all other things. Then one understands the one never has been nor ever can be disconnected from anyone. And when one sees that, the, the physical, material interaction shift. 
Couples come, they move back in together. Children reinvite their parents to Christmas after they've been estranged from them for five years. So the flesh follows the spirit. So in the spirit, there becomes this awareness of the oneness, the connection that can't be broken. And when that awareness shifts, then the, the body follows in behavior and groups gather. You know, I love that the, the symbol that Joseph Smith wore on his ring was a circle. And to him, that was the best way to remind himself of God's nature. And then he leads these people out into the wilderness and they come from Scandinavia, they come from Europe, they come from the islands and, yeah. and they literally become one. They start building a, a, a city called Zion, mm -hmm. which defines itself as a people of one heart and one mind with no poor among them. And, and it's just because their bodies follow the oneness that, that God revealed to the mind of Joseph Smith symbolized in that circle. Mm -hmm. So if we want to be doing this now in our day, right? President Nelson says the biggest cause is the gathering yeah. of Israel, which is the cre also the creation of Zion. And if we want to overcome our contention and our divorce and our wars and all the things that appear to disconnect us by their physical behaviors, but beyond the physical, what's what connects all physical things, which is spirit, the feminine waves of spirit that go in and through bodies and forms and connect all things and are one. When our awareness shifts to that, then our bodies follow. And we start behaving with our bodies in different ways that create social and communal unity, political, economic, all of that follows when we have that, when we acquire the spiritual awareness. And that's my work is to create that shift in individuals and groups to where they see the oneness of things as it is already. Well, just like you were talking about, just the opening line from Byron mm -hmm. Katie talking about the, the view of the world, right? That the world is a reflection of the mind. So if the mind sees the world as separate, disconnection will follow in the flesh. A hundred percent. And if the mind sees the world as a reflection of itself and feels thus at one with it, then all of the movements will be geared toward gathering. Hmm. I think just to, yeah, I mean, I could, I could go on forever. I'm, I exhaust myself, honestly. I, I don't want to say one more word than I want to hear. And I'm, I think I'm there. Cool. I feel... Why don't you wrap up the podcast but... for us, since I'm not saying any more words. Oh, okay. Wow, okay, you meant it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, Paige. Linear and literal. You take over, and then go make me a sandwich. Um, oh, so... Are you, is that an offer? <laughs> Thank you, Paige. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being here. Thanks for hashing it out with me. It was super fun, and honestly, the content, the conversation, way better with you. It's true. Do you want to leave us with a little song before I, before you eat? Before I eat? Before, you <laughs> before make we my, leave. Before you make my before sandwich? Before you leave. <laughs>
so cheeky. Um, I don't I don't know what song to sing, but I feel like a farewell would be apt. So long farewell, Auf Wiedersehen. See, I don't know. It's the German song. It's the German leaders. This is kein Problem. We learn. It sounded so silly because what popped in my head was like, God be with you till we meet again. But uh, whatever's okay. on your heart. Okay. We can we can stomach two Christian songs. Two Christian songs in one. Just making the circle with Jesus. So that's beginning the, in the Alpha and the Omega. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, sister. God be with you till we meet again. I don't know the rest of the lyrics that I forgot, but there you go. Okay. Oh yeah. By his counsels guide uphold you with his sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Cannot be improved upon. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's eat. Let's eat. See you guys.